Welcome back to the energetics of everything, your favorite place to learn about all things wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Energetics of Everything. Today, we are discussing all things sacral energy. If you know anything about the sacral center, you know that the sacral center is also related to your reproductive health, your life force, your pleasure, your creativity, and things like that. As we discuss creativity and life force and all of the things I'm also going to be diving into some of the things that I've experienced health-wise over this past year that have really impacted and affected my sacral energy. Very much related, but if you have any triggers around sexual health, around medical trauma, around anything related to that, please just read the description really quickly so you'll know what the trigger warnings are so that you can listen well being informed of exactly what you're going to be consuming. I don't want anyone to be triggered or anything by this episode. And I tend to be a detailed storyteller, but I want to make sure that I can tell my story and you're going to be fine listening to it. So there's my trigger warning. Read the description if you need to. It's not going to be too detailed, honestly, but there are some things that I need to discuss because they're related. And honestly, I've spent a year or so not talking about this stuff because I was denying the relation, because I was denying the fact that the things that I was experiencing physically were really just exacerbated signs of me being out of alignment in my design in ways where I was being a little bit more stubborn than I should. (laughs) So yeah, let's dive into it. Let's discuss the sacral center. So the sacral center is defined for all generators and manifesting generators. There's a lot of gates in the sacral center and a lot of potentials for definition. And what this means is that around 66%, so two thirds of the population has a defined sacral center. So the sacral center is about creativity and life force and pleasure. It is the largest motor center in the body and it generates a lot of energy. So this center works like a battery. Energy goes in, energy goes out. And if you are creating something or working on something or pouring energy into something that's really satisfying, and really delicious, you'll find yourself feeling more energized and feeling like you absolutely have the energy to complete that task. Then when you are out of alignment, you will feel like you are forcing things. You will feel like you're in a position that you don't love, but you know that you have to do it. You will be shoulding all over yourself. Like I should do this. I should do that. I should do this. You're probably frustrated when you finish your work as well. You're not actually satisfied. It's not the sensation of like, oh, yes, I can't believe I'm done. That turned out so well. Let me look over it one more time and send it off. It's more of this frequency of, oh my God, thank God 
this is over. I want this off of my desktop. I want this out of my life. I want to send it off and check it off and never have to see this again. That's frustration. The sacral center is really connected to that reproductive health and life force energy. I've noticed that people with a defined sacral center, especially women working with your hormonal cycle can be really helpful as you're kind of working with a creative cycle as well. So there's a week where you kind of take a step back and you don't do too much. And there's weeks where you're very social and very productive and some weeks that are great for critical thinking and kind of overseeing plans and things like that. So there's ways that you can really work with your sacral energy, but let's just talk about my experience and my journey with sacral energy. So my conscious sun is in gate 34.6. 34 is the only gate that I have defined in my sacral center. It directly connects to my throat center. I have 34.1, 34.4, and 34.6 defined in my sun and then my Pluto placements. Both of my Pluto placements are here in 34. So this is a big deal for my chart because 70% of my conscious personality is this sacral energy. It's this creativity. It's this mutation. It's this strength that I have physically and mentally that I bring to things. It's empowerment. It's this essence of, yes, you can absolutely do things your way. And if you do it your way, you'll probably have the energy to actually get it done. So that's the best way to do it. That's what my energy feels like to people. In its shadows, my biggest shadow is force. I, especially if I get a vision, it's difficult for me to let go of the image that I see, of the plan, of the process that I want to experience. I'll get latched on to a story. I'll get latched on to it's going to go this specific way. And then I try and force it. I will work hard on it, even though it's difficult. It's kind of this like, no, I know I can make it work. I know I can make it work. I know that I'm strong enough. I know I'm here for a reason. And I'll convince myself to keep pushing in an area where it doesn't need me to push. It needs me to take a full step back. It needs me to stop pouring energy into it. So I can see where my energy actually wants to go. I have been working with my human design chart for, let's see, six years now. (laughs) I found it while I was in college. It was a great tool for helping me learn how to study. It helped me to direct and focus that creative energy so that I knew how to study. I knew how to learn well. I could test better and I could really make the most of my college experience then of course, my design is what led me to start a business. It was following my intuition, sharing this information on the internet, and it grew and grew and grew into what it is today. Let's talk about the height of my output, the height of my burnout, which was, I would say, end of 2020, early 2021 is when I was really pushing myself to burnout. So what happened was, we have to go back a little bit. In March of 2020, we went into lockdown and this is my final semester in nursing school. And so all of a sudden we were not allowed to be in hospitals for clinic. We were not allowed to be in class for classes. We had to finish everything online. And I was really lucky because I didn't have any of my major hospital assignments left. I only had a mental health day. I had a school nurse shadowing day. I only had a couple of things that were really easy to substitute online. So I finished my final semester of nursing school 
on Zoom. And being the person that I am, I'd wake up, I'd have my classes, I would get the few things that I needed to get done, done. And then I have the rest of my day, the rest of my time in quarantine to work on my business. That's when I started creating courses. And that's when I really started writing more content and really coaching and teaching. And it grew so quickly that between March, when I went into lockdown and September, when I ended up quitting my full-time nursing job, everything changed. Of course, these months I was supposed to be studying for my big nursing exam. And I was, but I was primarily focusing all of that creative energy in my business because that's where it wanted to go. So at that point I was pouring energy into my nursing degree. I was doing the things I had to do. And I had this thing that I was obsessed with this business that I could not spend enough time in this thing that I just wanted to pour more and more and more and more energy into. And I was doing that. And then on top of that, we decided to move because I'd gotten a nursing job. I wanted to be a little bit closer to it. We wanted to find a place between my husband's job and my job. So we decided to buy our first house and we were in the process of moving. We decided to renovate a couple of things like change the carpets, repaint, you know, all of the new house things. And then as we're under contract, we're getting ready. The closing date comes closer. And my job says, hey, you're going to start on August 10th instead of with the October class. We're going to move you up by two whole months to get you started sooner. We closed our contract on Friday on the 7th, and then we moved in over the weekend. And then I started this new job. At the same time, I had just launched my human design certification program for the first time. And so I had committed to creating modules every single week. And I had committed to creating a lot of content. There was textbooks to write, there were slides to make, there were outlines, there was videos to record. There were quizzes to make, Quizlet decks, assignments, all of the things that go into a program. And I was doing it. I was doing it on my lunch breaks in this nursing job. At this point, there was about six weeks where we're working on this house and we're both just so stressed because I don't have enough time to do that. I am doing all of the things I have to do for my job. Every waking moment that I'm home, all of my energy wants to go into my business, into this creativity, into the thing that I'm super excited about. But then I have so much frustration with everything else in my world that I have to be doing in order to even think about doing the things for my business. So I was very, very stressed. And I know I thought that I had everything that I wanted. I had the stable career. I had the fun side hustle that was doing amazing. I had the new house and it was so much. I was sleeping like an average of four hours a night. I was so stressed. I was recording for like 12 hours on the weekend to try and get all of this content done. And then it kind of came to a head where I realized that I had to quit that job. I had to quit the job. And I thought about phasing it out over six months, maybe going part-time and everything in me was saying, no, you just have to leave. You just have to quit tomorrow. You cannot work another minute in that position. So I followed that response. I rode that emotional wave and I made that decision. I made the switch. Spending five years working towards this degree and to leave it very suddenly when I don't really have enough experience to easily get rehired in the future was a very scary decision. It was scary for me. It was terrifying for my husband, but it was for my life satisfaction, my happiness, because that's so important to me. I have to prioritize my satisfaction in order to thrive. I have to be satisfied. It's so big in my energy. 
that decision happened in September. And then of course, because I've made this big, giant, life-changing decision, I felt like I had everything in the world to prove. I felt like I had to show everyone that if I can create this part-time, I have to create something even better full-time. I have to show people that when I do have all of my time to put into my business, I'm going to. There was part of this ego shadow as well, but then there was also this sacral energy and this sensation of, do I deserve this opportunity? Oh my gosh, this is terrifying. I have to make the most of it energy, but also because I was so excited about my business, it was so easy to get so lost in it. I started working so much. I had two masterminds. I had private clients. I had the certification running. I was creating content nonstop for social media as well. I had other offers that were coming out. I was going at 110%, easily 110%. I was creating and putting out so much And a lot of it was like, looking back, I can see the fear of the decision that I had made, the fear of, I know I made this, I know I trust this, but I feel like I'm burning the boats and I really have to make sure that this is going to be stable. I really have to make sure that this is going to grow very quickly and is something that I can rely on. So there was some pressure that I was putting on my creativity at that point. I started to feel off in my body for a couple of months. I was working out more regularly again, because the gyms were open again, but I didn't feel like I had been working out. You know, when you've been working out again for a couple of weeks, even a couple of months, and you just start to feel different. You feel happier, you feel healthier, you are more energized. And I felt tired and heavy and just wrong. Something felt off in my body. Fast forward to January of 2021, in the middle of a launch, we open up the cart for the big SSCC launch. We open a nine month support container, the large, large class. We had a huge wait list. We did 200 K in sales in the first couple of hours. It was an absolutely insane time and a lot of very big business growth that had happened. And I ended up in the hospital with a ruptured ectopic pregnancy that I should have seen the signs of a couple of days sooner, but I ended up having emergency surgery, lost a fallopian tube, realized that the birth control that I was on is not effective for me. And I needed to switch to something new. That surgery and that experience was very shocking. I was thinking that it was maybe a ruptured cyst. And I know that the recovery for that is pretty much like you rest, maybe some heat, take some ibuprofen, it'll dissipate in a couple of days. But this was not that. This was emergency surgery. This was blood loss. This was essentially a miscarriage to hear when you think there's no way that I'm pregnant. I've still had my periods every single month to you are essentially miscarrying and things are very, very different. It was a very shocking situation and very big moment that of course brought into perspective. Do I want a family? Are my chances lower now? Are there things that I need to be aware of? Am I taking care of myself well enough to have a child why didn't I know? How could I not tell that this was happening in my body? It just brought up so many questions. Of course, since the sacral center is related to the reproductive health and the reproductive system in the body, 
my mind was going to how am I this out of alignment in my body? How am I this out of alignment with my creativity? What it felt like genuinely was that the perspective that I have is my body was ready to create something. My energy was ready to create something really, really big, but I was blocking it. I didn't feel ready. And so I think about if I had actually become pregnant at that point and thinking about having a child right now, I'm not ready for that. That sounds terrifying. That's not where I am in my life. So I know that the timing was intentional and I know there's a lot of lessons to happen there, but that really initiated a year six and a year seven for me in numerology. So 2021 was a year six, which is about relationships. It's about connection, community, caring for other people, nourishment, that kind of family dynamic. That of course was a huge question for me all of 2021. I was thinking about that. I was playing with that. I was healing that in the background. And at that point, it really hit me that I really loved my business, but I wasn't allowing myself to enjoy it. I was creating out of obligation. I was creating out of stress and I was creating at such a high capacity that I had burnt myself out from going so all in with my energy and pushing so hard in the beginning, I wasn't doing anything else but working. It's been a while now where this has been a problem, but I will just get lost in my work and I will jump in before I tidy up for the day or before I do chores or before I eat breakfast. And then all of a sudden the whole day has gone by and I've done nothing but work. It's great. That's an amazing thing that I can get lost in my work and I can focus so much But the thing about sacral energy and the thing that I've noticed with the gift of strength is not necessarily giving yourself the strength and pulling more energy out of nowhere to keep pushing, to keep forcing. You actually find strength when you know when to push and when to rest, when to give yourself more nourishment, when to give yourself more downtime, more peace so that you can naturally come up with that energy again. I realized that I was in this forceful shadow Uh, I wanted it to grow faster. I wanted it to grow as fast as it possibly could. And I was so in love with the labels that said, I have four motor centers to find. So I'm a super energetic person. I have so much energy to give. I have so much energy to put out there. I essentially felt like I had no limits. And then all of a sudden I am out of commission. Can't think I'm on pain meds. My body hurts. I can't move off the couch from the surgery to go from full force to that was quite the shock. I started looking at, I want my work to be sustainable. And so what does sustainability mean to me? I started looking at how can I support myself? How can I structure my business to where I don't have to do everything? I can only show up for the things that I really like. And then that brought up a lot of relationships and trust dynamics and things that I had to work through there of If I'm not creating it myself, can I trust other people to do it for me? Can I trust other people to see the vision that I see and also create it in the way that is satisfying to me? Can I trust myself to delegate? Can I trust myself to communicate the vision? I started learning about all of these different areas that I can give and I can serve and I can guide that aren't just me being the primary creative. It's not just me alone on Canva for hours and hours and hours until the thing comes through. So I needed to restructure my business to create sustainability because it was not sustainable for me to be running two masterminds and having 15 private clients and creating courses nonstop and being the marketing and making all of the social media content and working on growing the business and delegating and all of the things. 
I had overextended myself. So yes, it's scaled to a multi-million dollar net revenue and churn rate very, very quickly, but I did it in a way that was not sustainable. And as soon as I got there, my body crashed. My creativity said, you've created something that you want, that is attainable, that you are capable of. However, you can't force it. Just thinking about an ectopic pregnancy, it means that the fertilization has happened in an area that's not supportive of life. It's not an environment that's going to allow the cells to grow more. It's not going to create life force. It's something that's an idea, but it's prematurely attached. It's prematurely attached onto something to grow. So it's in the wrong environment. It's in the wrong place. And it's just a little bit too soon. That's kind of the energy and the message that I was getting from my body, from that ectopic pregnancy, but also about my business and just seeing these correlations between my internal health experience and the things that are actually happening in my business, because that life force energy is so connected. What I did was first I had to switch birth controls. And so that's probably my fear motivation. I've been on a hormonal birth control since I was 17. I've been on some form of IUD since I was 17. And so I had to have it switched And with the higher dose of hormones, my body actually really started to reject it. I've only recently gone off of the birth control, but it was about a year where I was having morning sickness symptoms and my energy has been really low. I've been blocking the health and I've been blocking my natural creative flows. I hadn't quite made this connection consciously or I hadn't felt ready to do something about it until more recently. So of course I rode my wave. I tuned into that decision on my own for the correct timing, but my body was really not tolerating that new birth control. So over the last year, I would say a year or so, probably even more than that, honestly, I've really been working with my sacral energy. One of the first things I did was I tried to add in more fun activities, more satisfying activities that were not work related. Even if I was recovering at the end of the day, or I was resting, I would be watching TV and I would be on my phone. I would be responding to DMs. I would be writing down ideas. I would be responding to clients and I would be doing things for work, even though it was dedicated time for me to be stepping away from work. I needed something that was going to help me turn my brain off or focus a little bit more and create satisfaction for me and create pleasure for me that wasn't watching TV because it just wasn't working for me. So in May of last year in 2021, I started reading. I finished over a hundred books that year and I'm at about 110 for this year. So hopefully I can hit my goal of 120 (laughs) for the year before it ends. But I have read every single day since then. It's been 500 and something days consecutively of reading something every day And specifically, I've been reading for pleasure. I've been reading stories. I've been reading fantasy. I've been reading romance. I've been reading some psychological thrillers. I've been reading things in a world where I can get lost and I can step away. It's active enough that my brain is engaged, but it's also passive enough to where I'm not thinking. It's like a relaxing space. I can get lost. It's not work-related and it's deeply, deeply satisfying. So I added in more pleasurable activities and learning about romance and reading all of these novels. I mean, I've been with my husband since I was 17. We got married super young. We've (laughs) been with each other and that's it. I don't have a lot of dating experience or I don't have a lot of examples of different 
romance dynamics. And so I've been able to learn about those. I've been able to explore those. And that's helped me to learn more about how I like to feel, how I like to be treated, how I like to be talked to, things that make me feel loved, things that don't make me feel loved. And so that's been really good for me as well, because it's taught me what I do find satisfying and what I don't find satisfying specifically in my relationships, of course, related to things like sex as well. But in that area, I've been able to give myself more satisfaction because I know what I like. I know what I want. The first intention was I want more satisfaction in my life and I want more satisfaction to come into my world from outside of my business. I love my business, but if my business is the only source of major satisfaction in my life, I will get consumed with it and it will be this all-consuming thing. Many Jens and Jens are told that we're here to work. We need to have this creativity. We need to just keep going. And the job satisfaction is huge and it is, but there is such a thing as too much. There is such a thing as too much creativity, too much output, too much of this obsession. And so I need boundaries so that my obsession can be healthy. I need structure. I need other places in my life where I'm satisfied so that when I am obsessed with something, when I am lost in that creative flow, I'm doing so and I'm not going to end up in the hospital. I'm not going to burn myself out again. I'm not going to completely ignore taking care of myself just because I'm feeling inspired that day. I need to put boundaries in place so that my business is sustainable. And in order to do that, I had to add in other areas of satisfaction for myself. I started with adding something in instead of taking something away. The goal was to work less. Yes. But the reason I wanted to work less is because I wanted to be living more. I wanted to be playing more. I wanted to be having fun and enjoying the life that I had created through my business. I didn't just want to have the numbers be my main source of satisfaction. So I stopped looking at all of the monthly numbers with the intensity that I was looking at them in. I took off the payment processors from my phone. I took off notifications from my phone. I only have Voxer notifications. I took off my email. I really detached myself. I unfollowed everyone on social media. So it was really just me and my ideas and my creativity. So I could show up, I could create from an inspired place, and then I could leave this work world. The reading was really helpful. I still love reading. It's still an incredible hobby of mine. We'll see if it's a phase that lasts forever. So far, it's lasted a pretty long time, but I've learned a lot from that. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about communication. I've learned a lot about my desires. I've learned a lot about love. I've learned a lot about things that are actually very supportive of this next phase of business where I'm talking more about relationships and interpersonal dynamics. Of course it makes sense. And of course it was aligned, but that was the next step for me was adding in more satisfaction. The second was honoring my energy in the moment. I have had to work really hard on this, but I've been working hard on really working with my energy. So if my energy says I'm tired today, I am tired today. And I am going to rest. I'm going to respond to that tiredness. I'm going to do what I need to do to feel energized. Because if I force something, I'm tired for days. Whatever it is that I forced into creation usually isn't that good. (laughs) It's usually mediocre at best. And we're not looking for mediocre. We're looking for extraordinary. We want epic. We want delicious. We want sexy. We do not want mediocre content. What I've noticed is if I am tired, if it's just not happening that day, if I take the day off, 
The next day I am excited. The next day I am fired up. The next day I am creative. The next day I am energized to be there and I get the things done really quickly. So I've really had to work with honoring my cycles. I've been working with my body a little bit more to learn about what kinds of movement is my body craving today. I've actually found myself working out less and resting more. If my body needs a nap, my body needs a nap. And so I'm not going to shame myself for that. One of the things that I've learned about satisfaction and denial and things like that, I actually learned from, I believe it was intuitive eating. In this book, it talks about cravings and how, let's say you crave a bad food. You crave chocolate every single day. If you have the story in your head of, if I let myself eat this whenever I wanted it, I would eat it all of the time and I would not be able to control myself. This cycle happens where if we label something as bad, anytime we're doing it, we're not allowing ourselves to actually enjoy or receive what's happening. Your body is chemically blocking your ability to receive the oxytocin or the dopamine or the feel good hormones and neurochemicals that are being created. Your body is rejecting your ability to receive those. So you don't actually get the sensation of, "Ah, I satisfied that craving. It's literally this denial mechanism where you will deny yourself the satisfaction because you're shaming yourself in the moment. So let's say you feel like you shouldn't be eating chocolate. You think chocolate is the entire reason that you don't feel the way that you want to feel in your body. Every time you eat chocolate, if you're saying, I shouldn't be eating this, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I shouldn't be eating this. I have no self-control. This is bad for me. Your body is not going to be able to have those thoughts and simultaneously produce the neurochemicals that elicit the response of, I feel good. Your state is made up of multiple things. It's made up of your thoughts, your physical body, and your emotional state. It's made up of all of them. And therefore, if your mind is saying, I can't have this, it's bad for me, of course, that's what's going to happen. I do this with rest. And I think a lot of us are conditioned by society that says that we have to always be working and always be productive. If I feel tired, if I'm shaming myself for feeling tired the entire time, I'm not actually resting. I am not actually giving my body what it needs. All I'm doing is prolonging that feeling of I'm tired and I don't want to be. So because I'm judging myself for being tired, I can prevent myself. That judgment will prevent me from actually being able to rest. I've had to work really hard on not judging myself in the moment when I'm resting. What that looks like is when I have those thoughts in my head of, okay, it's Tuesday at 12 o'clock and I really should not be in bed. I know that I've read all day, but I should probably get out of bed and I should do more things. If my body is saying that I'm tired and my body just wants to keep reading and wants to get lost in this book for a little bit more, if I let myself do that and I let myself do that without judging it, I will actually enjoy myself and then I will feel energized when I'm on the mend. It's switching the thoughts from I'm really lazy. I should be out of bed by now. I shouldn't be reading. This is a ridiculous amount of time. I'm wasting good daylight on a book that I can just read at any point. This lazy narrative, I switch it to one of gratitude. Instead, I will look at it and say, you know what? I have freedom of choice right now. I could get up and go do work things. I could get up and go do house things. I could do a lot of things around my house right now. Those are actions that are available to me, but I also have the freedom to listen to my body right now. If it's noon on a Tuesday and I still want to be in bed, 
the fact that I have the freedom and I have no obligations that I have to take care of in this immediate moment. And the fact that I have been able to give myself this level of freedom is amazing. And I am going to exercise my liberties. I'm going to exercise my freedom and I am going to rest. I'm going to enjoy the heck out of this day in bed that I am giving myself. I will set up my environment. I will light a candle. I will get a fun drink. I will set up the pillows the way that I want to. I will maybe change into something more comfortable. I will get everything that I need and I will sit down and I'll read that book And anytime that I come back to like, oh my gosh, I am in bed reading in the middle of the day on a Tuesday, I'm going to be so grateful for that. I'm going to be just grateful for the peace, grateful for the moment that I've given myself. And that's going to allow me to not just be satisfied with that experience, but really feel recharged from that restful activity as well. As soon as I'm done with a chapter, you know, there's going to be a point where my body's like antsy and ready to go and on fire. And then I get to respond to that and move on with the next portion of my day. But the sacral center only knows what it means right now. It only knows what it means in this moment. It doesn't know what it needs tomorrow. It doesn't know what it needs in 20 minutes. It doesn't have a predictable awareness. It just has momentary truth. If right now your energy is saying that you need to rest, then that's exactly what you need to do. And you can be proud of yourself for listening to your body and going against the conditioning because that takes strength. That takes courage. That takes bravery. And that takes strength to go against your conditioning, to go against the shoulds you have in your mind and give yourself something that feels like an indulgement. So say yes to yourself. Give yourself the satisfaction that you need. Add in more rest, all of the things. This has kind of been what I've been doing for my creativity over the past couple of years. I experienced major burnout. I've had to rest and recover and start learning how to really change my relationship to rest, rest better, learn how to relax. Because There's a difference between resting and relaxing. I see resting as recovering from something and relaxing is really just soaking up the moment and the fact that you don't have anything to do and you don't have to put energy out. You can just receive, you can just sit in satisfaction and peace. So I've been working with those of creating only when I'm in alignment, really trusting my creative energy. And what's come up for me is a deeper level of health issues that I have to address and I have to deal with In this next phase of my life, I've been doing a lot of these activities that have taken a lot of work and have taken a lot of mental effort to work with and to decondition and to change my behavior patterns. But the deeper level is that I'm still not as energized as I know I can be. I'm still a lot more tired than I know that I should be. And at this point, it's not me judging my energy levels in the moment. It's genuinely that. I'm recognizing that my body needs more focus on my health. Specifically, what's been going on is I have not been tolerating the new hormones. I have not been tolerating the birth control that I switched to. And it was a year and a half that I allowed myself to not be tolerating this, having bad side effects like nausea and essentially morning sickness for a week or so every single month. It's affected my appetite. It's made me extremely tired. It's made me a little bit brain foggy as well. It's definitely affected my energy levels and my health. And so I've realized that the next level of really being in alignment and really experimenting with genuine creativity and big sacral energy, a big sacral energy that I know I have as a six line life's work in gate 34 
the big sacral energy that I have, I have to stop poisoning myself and I have to stop putting false hormones in my body because that is interfering with a lot of things. And I've known this, but it's also been a choice that I have made because my work is really important to me and feeling like I have some sense of control over family planning and things like that has always been helpful since this is just what I've done since I was 17. It's always worked and never really had a reason to switch or to do anything differently. I've always tolerated the birth control that I've been on just fine until I got pregnant and then had to switch to something else. My body is just not there. At this point, I know that if I really want to be creating the way that I want to be creating, if I want to build the business and the legacy and the content and the message that I want to create, the really big sacral energy, the really big vision that I have this next phase I cannot force it. I cannot let this crumble prematurely because I am pushing it to happen too soon. I really have to be taking it slow and taking care of the body that is housing this big energy because my sacral energy is defined consciously. It is a conscious channel. It's in my head. It's in my mind. And my body is an unconscious projector. This unconscious projector body is channeling this big creative sacral energy And that means that I have to be taking care of the body in order for that soul to really be coming through, in order for that big work to really happen. In this next phase, as I detox from hormones and working with my cycle and learning to really get to know my creativity in an authentic way that I hadn't realized, like I've been on these hormones for eight, nine years now. And so I don't really know what my creative cycle looks like. I've had glimpses. I've known part of it, but I don't know what my uninhibited creative cycle looks like. And I'm really excited to start working with that in a more all natural and more healthy way. I know that this is also going to hopefully increase my appetite, increase my energy levels, allow me to physically feel better so that I can be the energizer bunny that I know I am and really have all of the motor centers defined and really channel that in a healthy way and in a sustainable way. So that's my goal. This is something that I've been working on for, like I said, a year and a half, almost two years since that ectopic pregnancy in January of 2021. It's been almost two years since then. And I've really been working on this. And now it's time to take this experiment to an even deeper level and work with my creative cycles as well. Of course, I'll be sharing some of the behind the scenes and the things that I do as this journey evolves, but that has been my journey with working with creative energy and really working with my sacral over the last two, three years. (laughs) I hope that this was a fun story for you to listen to. I hope you learned something about creative energy. And I hope that if anything, you just start giving yourself permission to rest more because I feel like as a society, we could all use that lesson. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode and I will talk to you.